0: Hi again, folks, and welcome back to NTI's Japan Real Estate Property Investment Podcast. I'm your host, Ziv Nakajimam, again. Thanks for tuning in today. Before we dive right into today's topic, just a quick heads up. We've launched a Japan real estate discussion group on Facebook last week that's really taken off much faster than we anticipated. We've already got a lot of very active discussions going, some of them quite passionate and emotional, as you'd expect from most groups on the internet, but all of them very informational um, people are discussing things like investing in various locations, buying and building new properties, tenancy issues, crowdfunding, joint ventures, financing loans, and so forth. Really active community. If you're regularly on Facebook, would be great to see you there mingling, contributing from your own experience, asking questions, or just reading loads of great info there. We're going to link to the group in this episode's show notes on Podigy, the original platform where it's published, but do feel free to hit us up and ask for the link in the comments section of wherever you may have found us. We'll be really happy if you could come and benefit from the discussion there. Okay, so on to our topic today, which also came up in the group a few days ago, JREITs, Japanese REITs. Now, for those of you who are not familiar with the term, a REIT stands for Real Estate Investment Trust. And what it is is a publicly traded company listed on one or more major stock exchanges which actively invests in real estate and shares its dividends with shareholders who stand to benefit from that company's investment profits both through those dividends and also through trading the stock itself when its value goes up, similar to any typical stock market share investment. And JREITs, Japanese real estate investment trusts, are those shares issued and traded mainly in Japan's stock exchange, and in most cases, issued by local companies who invest in Japanese real estate, although they are definitely traded on foreign uh, stock exchange markets as well. So who is this type of investment for? Well, generally speaking, REITs are a great option for people who don't want to invest in real estate directly or already have enough exposure in their portfolio to direct ownership of real estate and are looking for something more liquid that they can quickly and easily sell portions of at will or for a smaller capital investment of, say, just a few thousands of dollars or even hundreds of dollars in some cases, as opposed to tens of thousands at a minimum for outright property ownership. But again, these investors still want to have exposure to certain real estate markets or market segments And of course, it's also ideal for investors who are comfortable and experienced in stocks and equity trading, but again, want to increase their portfolio exposure to any particular market. Now, if you'll recall, we spoke a couple of weeks ago about diversity and hedging, and investing in REITs is a great way of obtaining and combining both. So diversity by exposure to equity markets and real estate, and also diversity in investment into a number of properties at the same time. At smaller portions of capital. And last but not least, it cuts out all the language, the culture, the management barriers that often turn investors off dealing with the property market in foreign countries. All you need to do is buy, uh, profit from, and trade one or more of these REIT stocks on whichever exchange you're comfortable dealing in. So Japan's REIT market, which was first launched back in 2001, holds more than 50 listed J REITs, which cover all all property sectors. So you've got residential REITs, commercial REITs, logistics, hotels, senior assisted living, and even more focused REITs, such as retail and shopping center REITs, uh, infrastructure REITs, shared living or shared offices, etc. Many of them cover more than one segment and the entire country, while others operate in only one segment of the market or in specific locations or cities. So there's really a huge variety to choose from. The dividends vary, but they're usually ranging anywhere from two to eight percent. The average these days being around four to five percent, which is great considering the fact that these companies invest in core assets in big major uh, buildings in major cities in Japan, and these core assets are usually um, generating something like three, four, four and a half percent on average. So the fact that the REIT, which deals with many of them, can generate more than that is great. Some of the highest yielding J REITs um, are Invincible, that's the name of the REIT, Invincible JREIT, which deals mainly in diversified residential properties, currently returning about 7% in dividends, Takara Leben, which deals mainly in commercial properties, similar yields, Tosei, which is a mixed-purpose property investor with about 6.5% dividend these days, and many, many more. So go check them out. Plenty of websites that list them and analyze them and tell you what they've done in recent years. Now, the REIT market in Japan generally has done exceptionally well in recent years as well, mainly due to the central bank's controversial policy which instated negative interest rates back in 2016. This forced many of the country's bigger companies and institutional funds to allocate more of their resources to external investments, because there was no more point um, sitting on the money, it was just not generating any interest, and also reduced investment in government bonds, uh, which are now trading close to zero. So diversifying to JREITs was a natural choice for many of those companies. Also, the government itself, as part of its quantitative easing policy, which is aimed at reinflating the economy also instated a policy by which the government is committing to large amounts of investment uh, in JREITs every year. And what all of this has done is send the JREIT index surging up until the end of 2016, uh, 16, which slightly reduced yields but also nicely lined the pockets of REIT traders in the process and helped to make J JREITs some of the most expensive in the world compared with the price of REITs in other countries. Not that this has made them any less popular, though, because, again, there just are not that many options for foreign investors who want to be active in Japan's real estate arena, and, and so foreign investors still remain big fans of REITs. The only damper on growth is the fact that a lot of these core asset property owners have been sitting on their properties and are not too keen to sell, since there just aren't that many attractive deals for them to reinvest in these days, since prices have gone up significantly in Japan, so... Further growth has been an issue for REITs, which, again, means that they've been issuing smaller number of share units out to the public. And, again, same circle, that keeps their price going higher, keeps the shares pricier. 2017 was a bit of a rough year for the REIT index, as the rise in land prices didn't seem to coincide with GDP and salaries growth, and we've spoken about this here in the past. And in Tokyo particularly, there was a bit of a fear of things heating up too much. But 2018 and the approaching 2020 Olympics saw their values rising again. There's a general outlook improved. So j JREIT prices are now almost back to their 2016 peak. So temporary, but probably well-needed correction in 2017. And a market that isn't likely to be going anywhere in coming years as well. So definitely worth looking at. Okay, that's it from us for today, folks. Hope you like this short introduction to the JREIT market. You can definitely get higher returns on direct ownership of property, but Japanese real estate investment trusts are an excellent way to diversify with smaller chunks of your capital, enjoy freedom from hands-on management, and also enjoy some other perks that only stocks and equity trading can provide you with. Do share this podcast with your networks if you think the topics here might interest them. Leave us a comment or any question on whichever platform you may have found us. Do pop in and visit us in our Facebook group. And if you've got a minute, we'd really appreciate it if you could rate or even review us in the iTunes store or the podcast library. It would mean the world to us and it would help others find us and get their fix of audio content on the world's second biggest property investment market, Japan. Thanks for joining us today, folks. And until next time, from all of us here at NTI, we wish you, as always, Happy investing.